The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. It is May 10th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us on this really beautiful morning. Isn't it gorgeous out? Oh, take a look outside. This is the kind of morning I haven't been out there. It might be still a little bit chilly, but boy, it makes me want to go sit out on the back patio in the sun and uh, have a little cup of coffee. Yes, definitely that type of morning. I noticed when I was driving in, because it is lighter now driving in, this one street that I go down to the main highway, and I was just looking around at how everything has just exploded oh. with leaves and flowers. Because, you know, during the dead of winter, everything is so barren. And now, driving down the street, it just really caught my eye this morning. It's like, wow, look at how everything is just green and leaves are out, flowers blooming. I got out of the car danced the spring dance, and then continued on. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How are those allergies doing? Not bad. Okay. Not bad. I mean, I was out yesterday afternoon in the yard, and I'm doing the uh, Flonase. I, okay. I, I start that usually right around May, which is just, you know, the little shot in the sinus. Sure. In, in each, each nostril. And that seems to help. Okay. And, and I, I, I usually do that till like end of June, and then I'm good. Okay. I've always said, as soon as I get through the 4th of July, allergies done. Allergies it's done. Just well, this time of year. You got almost two months. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> a little two less, ways to go. Yeah. A little so, less than two months. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, beautiful morning out. Uh, definitely, again, another outdoor afternoon uh, when I get home today. Uh, I started a little bit in the backyard. I had a big project in one of our bedrooms, kind of getting some things mm-hmm. moved and stored. Uh, but today is that backyard kind of an afternoon for sure. Well, I don't know if you can do that. You know why? Why? Because today is National Clean Up Your Room Day. Oh, so I'm I sorry. had my days mixed up. <laughs> you got to get you got to get back <laughs> in the room and clean up. Oh no way, no way. These this is the next couple of days. I think are really. Uh, People will have a hard time complaining about the weather. Sunny and 75 in Portland is just about as beautiful as it can be. Now, once you get above that, when you get closer to 80, now people who aren't fond, (laughs) you know, lovers of warm weather, they'll start to have problems. I, on the other hand, feel like we can get all the way up into the mid to high 80s, and I'd still be feeling like, oh, this is a great day. But 75 and sunny, I think for the most part, 99% of people in Portland will go, this is a great day. Well, then stick around for this weekend because <laughs> see what the temps are supposed to be. They've shifted a little a bit, but now looks bit. Monday looks to be kind of like an, another hot day. Yeah. Uh, but Saturday, still. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all in the 90s. All in the 90s. Yeah. With the peak being Sunday, Mother's Day, 94. Wow. So there you go. That's going to be a warm one. I was just talking with one of our guests who's going to be on. We often have a Solidarity Health Show. They're housed out of Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. And he told me last week they had their first 100-degree day. Yeah. So you could be living in Arizona. <laughs> yes, you could be. And it's <laughs> that's hot there. So, yeah, I, I bought a hanging basket. 
Okay, you bought yesterday. This is so. Uh, this is how, a new you one. You bought one. You yeah. didn't plant your own. Well, no, I, I usually buy one, but you remember I've mentioned this in the past, how sometimes my hanging basket will come back after, like, I buy it, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I prune it down during the winter, and then hopefully it springs back in the spring, and it, it, it didn't happen this year. It did year. not. No, it uh, it died, and uh, that was the end of it, so I had to buy a new one. I'm really excited because a couple of years ago, I planted some peonies, the tubers, uh, with hopes of growing a few. Our daughter was getting married, and I wanted to put a few of them in her uh, bouquet. Mm -hmm. They didn't bloom. They grew, but they didn't bloom. Well, this year, all of the peonies all have blooms on them. Oh, I'm going nice. to see that they're yeah. going to have, they're growing the buds right now. Yeah. And uh, I think they're real beautiful. What do so, they, what do they look like? You know, they're, they're very tight, um, almost like a marshmallow when you, you pick okay. them, but they're, they're very, um, lots of petals, mm. just like a cluster of petals. They come in white, they come in pink. Okay. And uh, it's just a real beautiful, probably, oh, they can be kind of big, a couple inches. Oh, nice. It's like kind of one of the first ones across the top. Uh, So they're blooming this year. I I got them this year, yeah. I was reading online and somebody said, yeah, it it will take a couple of years for a new tuber to uh, sprout bloom. Gotcha. Uh, And then now from here on out, those should be giving me beautiful flowers. Very nice. Well, take me a photo. I'll take you a photo of one. Thank you very much. Yeah. (laughs) What do you have coming up today? Well, the Coptic Orthodox Church has been given permission to celebrate the Divine Liturgy, one of Rome's papal basilicas, and I'll tell you why it's all right. All right, and you know, we're talking about this be- beautiful weather. We're going to talk climate, too. It's coming up, so uh, stay with us. So we've got a great show ahead for you on this beautiful morning. We're going to start things with Taylor Tripodi. We are alive. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Taylor Tripodi, and we are alive. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Well, it is a prayer walk for climate justice. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. May is the month of Mary. Celebrate our Blessed Mother by praying more with Mater Dei Radio. Our powerful prayer team is waiting to hear from you so they can unite your intentions to Our Lady. Go now to the prayer page at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or call our prayer hotline directly. 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or tap the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com. Let us pray for you. Throughout the month of May, Mater Dei Radio also honors our Blessed Mother with a series of insightful Marian reflections, her sacred mysteries that take us directly to Christ in the Holy Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Mater Dei Radio's three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass. May is the month of Mary, and it's a special time for more prayer at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Clear skies this morning. Going to make for a beautiful afternoon. I just want to go outside and I breathe know. deeply. It's gorgeous. Well, we begin that warm-up today, but temperatures will be pleasant today. Highs could rise into the middle 70s. They say thunderstorms again possible in the Cascades in Central Oregon this afternoon. 
Overnight, we're going to cool off to 50 degrees. Then tomorrow, another real comfortable day. Highs to near 75 degrees. And then by Friday, well, that's when we start that warm-up into the 80s and then 90s through the weekend. All right. It's currently 49 degrees at Immaculate Heart Church in Portland. And it is also 49 degrees at Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, a week from this Saturday, that would be May 20th, the Care for Creation Committees at the Madeline, St. Charles, Holy Redeemer, and St. Andrew Parishes in Portland will be holding their first prayer walk for climate justice. Joining Monterey Radio this morning to provide us with the details is the pastoral assistant at the Madeline, Darlene Maurer. Good morning to you, Darlene, on this beautiful morning. Morning. I'm hoping that we have this kind of weather for our walk. I know it. It's very nice. Well, we are uh, we are in May here, so uh, hopefully that will be the case, and it'll be a beautiful weather. And you know, you guys have been very busy. We spoke several weeks ago, and you were getting ready for your recycling event. And so, how did that go? It went um, fabulous. It was uh, the best collection we've ever had. We filled two and a half semi trucks of electronic waste and Ridwell, who is one of our partners, went away with a whole van full of the plastic clamshells and we have about 50 boxes of athletic shoes that we collected for recycling through the Nike reuse program. Oh, that is fantastic. I know, was this the first year you did the shoes? No, we've done uh, shoes before. We did them last year and then we had a kind of a hiatus for a short period of time, but we're bringing them back again. Ah, fantastic. Well, then, this past Sunday, again, speaking of being busy, you did a screening of the movie, The Letter, A Message for Our Earth. I've seen the movie. It's a a wonderful movie, and this really kind of goes along with your prayer walk for climate justice. But uh, tell folks about the movie, because it's just, it's wonderful. Yes, it's definitely for all viewing audiences, all ages, and it brings home the idea of the encyclical Laudato Si, which this is the eighth anniversary that Pope Francis had written what what we call a letter to the entire world about his concern over climate change. And so the movie is very provocative, it's entertaining, And it highlights the four um, communities that are most impacted by climate change. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to tell you too. It's it's towards the end of the movie. It's it's rather emotional. It is. Um, It's really the opportunity to finally walk in the shoes of the people who are experiencing the extreme uh, difficulties with climate change and how their lives have been impacted. And, and the deaths that have happened in the crossings of trying to find a safe place to live. Yeah, and, and I know that you, you screened this at a couple of churches. Any more plans for screening, or was it just at the two venues? Well, we did just the two venues at this point. We can certainly offer more in the future, um, but we wanted to be sure that we had these screenings occur before our climate walk, because our walk is based on that movie. So let's talk about this walk. Again, it's a prayer walk, really a call to action for climate justice. So give us an idea of what the walk will be like. Well, we'll start at what is called Connemosque Park. It's at 52nd and Alberta. 
and it's the first Portland city park that was named for an indigenous group that actually occupied that land at one point in time. And we will do a station there, and then we will do a station at a community garden and an area where there's a grove of native trees, and then we'll move on to a regular school, which has a DEQ monitoring system, and that will represent the youth. And then we will move on to uh, the Climate Refugee Station, which will be uh, at located at a near, uh, it's a Native American, prominently uh, low-income housing area, but also for veterans. And so we're trying to tie all these different communities together in prayer and also uh, in solidarity. The term of Kahnemosque means together, and Pope Francis has said that climate change needs to be addressed together, and so we've really tried to, to make all of these things connect so that people are really aware of how climate change is affecting not only our local people, but across the world. We're speaking with Darlene Maurer. She is the pastoral assistant at the Madeline Church in Northeast Portland, one of the parishes that are supporting and putting on this prayer walk for climate justice. Again, it's going to be Saturday, May 20th, starting at 10 a.m. And folks, uh, or Darlene, tell our folks how they can get involved, where they can show up, kind of the logistics of how it's going to happen. Well, as you said, we start at 10 and if you'll come to the park, which is at 5200 Northeast Alberta Street, you will find us there at a, there's a covered area of the park, and we'll have a big sign that says Laudato Sea, and it will be part of our banner that we'll be taking with us along the route. So people can join us at any point. I'm sure they can find us. The walk is about a mile in length, and it's all on flat surfaces, so it should be relatively easy for anybody to walk. Uh, any ideas as far as how many people you, you plan on, who plan on showing up, or just whoever wants to come can come? Whoever wants to come can come. It's open to any faith or spiritual um, beliefs, and it is open and we just want to make sure that everyone feels welcome to join us in, in this cause for climate justice. Should they bring anything with them? Uh, we will have some uh, drinks and cookies and snacks uh, for people. And if they'd like to bring a picnic lunch, we have the, the park reserved for a portion of the park. So mm -hmm. they're welcome to enjoy what we hope will be good weather. So come bring a picnic lunch and spend a little time and get to know some people who may be of a like mind that really want to make sure that we address climate justice in our community. And again, this heads right into Laudato Sea Week, which is May 21st through the 28th. Exactly. Yeah, we hope this is a great send-off uh, to get people really thinking about uh, Pope Francis's encyclical and maybe incite them to see the movie The Letter if they haven't already seen it. It's available on YouTube, so uh, you don't have to wait for us to have a screening. Uh, you can watch it on your own. Mm, I, I highly, highly recommend it. 
a wonderful movie. Darlene Maurer, she is the pastoral assistant at the Madeline Church in Northeast Portland as they get set for their big walk on May 20th, 10 a.m., the Prayer Walk for Climate Justice. Darlene, always wonderful to talk with you. Great luck with the walk. We look forward to hearing about it. Thank you so much, and everyone is welcome. All right. Well, God bless. Uh-huh. Thank you. And it is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. So, David, you've seen this movie. Yes. The letter. I, I, I don't remember. I, I've missed it, so I definitely want to go online to watch it. I think she said it's available on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You loved it. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I actually saw it. I just kind of came across it. Uh, it was on uh, OPB. One one evening, and it's like I was just kind of reading, oh, this is interesting. Pope Francis is Laudato Si. I watched it, and it was like, oh, what a great movie. I love it. Yeah. And, of course, we talked yesterday on the show. Pope Francis was not the first one to talk about the care of our common home. All the way back to Paul VI, he had mentioned that, well, the greatest threat to the human race is the destruction of a creation, of God's creation for that. So a wonderful event. Now, remember, you can go to our webpage, matradayradio.com. Look under the Get Involved menu. There you're going to find all kinds of events that are happening, including the one that we just talked about. You can uh, go through, find out all the information, even find emails if you need additional information. You also can access our community calendar on the Hail Mary media app. And what's great about the app is that you can find the event you're looking for. It has an integrated map system. So if you plug in your smartphone, well, you can get right to where you need to be. And I was going to mention, too, that movie. The full title of that movie is The Letter, A Message for Our Earth. Oh, okay. Perfect. Uh, And then, in fact, on today's uh, podcast of that interview you just heard, I'll write down that full letter and information so that way you'll be able to find that documentary and watch it at your convenience. And again, if your parish community or ministry has a special event coming up, well, like the one you just heard about, please let Deborah know at Mater Day Radio. She will get it on the community calendar, and then we'll be able to talk about it on the Morning Blend. Again, you can access it, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. When you have small children at home, it can be a real challenge to get daily tasks accomplished and completed. Children do a wonderful job of wanting to land right in our personal space and snuggle up with us when we are right in the middle of cooking, cleaning, or working. When these moments happen, it's an opportunity to refocus on what is the priority in that moment. Oftentimes, a little bit of attention can go a long way for that young child and help them either to move on quietly or to include them in what you're doing. When we get frustrated with our motherhood, nothing good comes from it. In a modern society, we oftentimes have too much going on at once. So if we take a minute to pause, to pray, or to even play, a lot of good can happen. 
In Matthew 19.1, Jesus says, Let the little children come to me, do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. As mothers, we need to place our loving hands on our children and show them love and attention. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to give our children the attention that they need. Amen. And may we be a light in this world to not being frustrated with the tasks at hand and our young children at toe. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. Well, Oregon firefighters heading to Canada. We'll tell you about that in the news. And the Coptic Orthodox Church given permission to use one of the Pope's basilicas. I'll tell you what for and why coming up in news. Here is the Thursday and alone. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It doesn't matter what the world thinks of you. It doesn't matter if they call you a fool. Cause there's a reason for this song I sing. You're the one for whom my hands did bleed And I could never leave you alone So many times you think you're on your own 
The Thirsting and Alone. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis and the head of the Coptic Orthodox Church of Alexandria, Pope Tawaldros, led the general audience at Vatican on Wednesday in a change from the usual pattern of Pope Francis' weekly public audience. The two leaders sat together on the platform in front of St. Peter's Basilica. The gathering opened with a speech by Tawaldros II in Arabic, followed by Pope Francis' own greeting to the Coptic Orthodox leader. Now, Tawaldro's visit to Rome this week will mark the anniversary of an historic encounter between St. Paul VI and Pope Shenandoa uh, III of Alexandria. Now, the meeting 50 years ago this year marked a renewal in relations between the Catholic and Coptic Orthodox churches. Now, while in Rome, Tawadros will also have a private meeting with Pope Francis, celebrate a liturgy at the Papal Basilica of St. John Lateran, and visit the local Coptic Orthodox community. Pope Francis thanked the religious leader for accepting his invitation to visit Rome and the Vatican for this anniversary. Now, the church, uh, the Roman Catholic Church Mm -hmm. recognizes the Coptic Orthodox Church sacraments as valid. Therefore, they're able to use the basilica. All right. Well, in only about three hours of weighing the evidence, the jury found former President Donald Trump liable Tuesday for sexually abusing advice columnist E. Jean Carroll in 1996, awarding her $5 million in the judgment. The verdict was announced in a federal courtroom in New York City on the first day of jury deliberations. Jurors rejected Carol's claim that she was raped but found Trump liable for sexual abuse and for defaming Carol after she made her allegations public. Trump, who denied the claims throughout the proceedings and following yesterday's verdict, chose not to attend the civil trial and was absent when the verdict was read. The verdict, which was required to be unanimous, marks for the first time a former president has been found civilly liable for sexual misconduct. Conduct. State officials are already preparing for when the weather changes and wildfires begin. Oregon Governor Tina Kotek said during a press briefing Tuesday that fire season will be a little delayed this year, at least in the parts of the valley because of the wet spring we've seen so far. But Kotek is preparing for what is expected to be another busy wildfire season, especially in the areas that haven't seen much precipitation over the last couple of months. Kotek said eastern Oregon is expected to be above normal fire season and added that crews will face obstacles out in the field this summer. But the Oregon Department of Forestry has seen progress through the use of technology. Mike Shaw with the Oregon Department of Forestry said the agency has spotters that look for fires in more rural areas and the state of Oregon owns a plane that can fly after lightning storms at night 
to detect possible lightning-caused fires. Governor Kotek said she wanted to remind Oregonians to have a plan, have a go kit, and have a plan if you start to see signs of an encroaching fire in your community. Well, to go along with that, the Oregon Department of Forestry has deployed 22 firefighters to Alberta, Canada, through the Northwest Compact to provide extra support in fighting their wildfires. Currently, Alberta is experiencing an influx of fire activity with over 100 active wildfires across the province. Of those, at least 14 are larger wildfires. Now, the province has been experiencing an immense amount of lightning and high winds paired with drier and warmer conditions as the seasons transition into summer. That has led to strained resources and evacuations as the wildfires continue. Now, the Oregon team will be on a standard two-week deployment in Alberta. In its 25th year, the Northwest Compact was created to facilitate assistance in fighting wildlands between member agencies, including Oregon, Washington, and other Northwest states, including Canada. Well, on Saturday, Clark County residents can not only set their mail out, but also do their part in fighting hunger. Clark County's chapter of the National Association of Letter Carriers will host its 31st annual Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive. Now to participate in the drive, residents can leave a bag of non-perishable food on or near their mailboxes. It must be visible from the street by 8 a.m. on Saturday. Now food donations are gathered by letter carriers along their usual routes and distributed to local food pantries. Don Young, Clark County Food Drive Coordinator, said that by By springtime, many local pantries are depleted as most food is donated around Thanksgiving and Christmas. But food is especially needed this time of year. Close to 35 million people across the United States are experiencing food instability. In Clark County, roughly 110,000 people were projected to be food insecure back in 2021. And Young's goal each year is to collect 100,000 pounds of food. that's great. Well, in sports, a packed house at Ron Tonkin Field last night in Hillsboro to watch Oregon State and the University of Portland go at it in college baseball. It was a scoreless ball game going into the middle innings when the Beavers' Travis Bazana hit a solo home run in the sixth to give OSU a 1-0 lead. Oregon State pushed the lead to 4-0 heading into the bottom of the ninth. Pilots made it interesting, though, scoring a pair, but the 15th-ranked Beavers were able to close the door and win it 4-2. Oregon State will wrap up Pac-12 play with a three-game series at UCLA beginning Friday. Portland has an important West Coast Conference three-game home series with Santa Clara that starts on Friday. So both teams, I mean, they both have a great opportunity to finish at the top of their conferences. Nice. So uh, it was a good ball game last night. So uh, over 5,000 fans at the wow. game. Yeah. Wow, what a great yeah. evening yeah, for that, really too. It was. Beautiful. Well, the program, itineraries, and the official hymn and more in Rome preparations for the Jubilee 2025 are in full spring swing as an estimated 32 million pilgrims are expected to participate in a progress report on this large-scale event organized by the Dicastery for Evangelization was presented on May 9th at the Vatican. Now, for several months, four commissions, pastoral, cultural, communication, and ecumenical and a technical committee have been working on the organization of the Jubilee. Now, according to the meeting that is held every two weeks at Palazzo 
Chigi, the seat of the Italian government, Archbishop Rino Fusciella, the pro-prefect of the Dicastery for Evangelization, said registrations will be open in September on the official website, which will be available in nine languages. Now, pilgrims will receive a digital map that will allow them to access Jubilee events and organize their pilgrimage to the Holy Door at St. Peter's Basilica. So how can you start the planning process? Well, the official dates of the opening and closing of the Jubilee will be given on May 9th, 2024, Mm. the Feast of the Ascension. Now, several thematic Jubilees, though, will take place over the months, including the month of January for law enforcement. For people with disabilities, it will be in April. Entrepreneurs and musicians in May the world of sports and political leaders in June for prisoners. The month of July will be honoring them. And for youth, August, of course, that's typically the month of World Youth Day. And then the world of education in October. So that Jubilee year 2025, it'll kind of give you an idea mm-hmm. of when each of those themes and celebrations happen. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Thursday at 6 o'clock is the monthly Night of Hope and Healing at St. Alice Parish in Springfield. Uh, Join Father Mark Benz every second Thursday for the month of Night of Hope and Healing, starting with bilingual English and Spanish Rosary at 6 o'clock p.m. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Hey, Dina Marie and Father Kubicki join us after the forecast talking about a Marian pilgrimage. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 741 at Mater Day Radio. Beautiful day today, mostly sunny skies, high right in the mid-70s, partly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 48, and then mostly sunny for Thursday, high of 75. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday starts to heat up. All right, I'll be ready for it. 47 degrees at St. John's Catholic Church out in Yamhill. And 48 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene.
Good morning. This is Dina Maria of Faith Moments with a Marian moment on Mater Day Radio. The Catholic Church, in a special way, honors the Blessed Virgin Mary during the month of May. And it's also the month where we honor our birth mothers as well on Mother's Day. Well, this month, we'll continue to honor Our Lady and explore her footsteps and presence in the United States with a Marian pilgrimage with our friend, Father James Kubicki. Father James, thanks for coming back on the program today. You're welcome, Dina Marie. Thank you for having me. Well, there is a place called Holy Hill in Wisconsin, and you've told me about it before. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more about this Basilica, a national shrine and a beautiful title of Our Lady, Help of Christians. Uh, take us to this place in at Holy Hill. OK, well, it's in southeastern Wisconsin, and I grew up in Milwaukee and uh only maybe 40 minutes away from Milwaukee, there is one of the higher points in southeastern Wisconsin. And so tradition has it that a native people, the indigenous people of the area, the Potawatomi people, they would climb this hill as often happens with native people, indigenous people seeking a vision or just because it was a beautiful place and they felt closer to the, the spirits in, in the air, uh, the sky. And so from the beginning, it had spiritual significance for the native people. In 1676 or so, uh, the French were in this area of Wisconsin, and there was a, a French trader, trapper, who um, built a little altar uh, there on the top of that hill and basically dedicated the hill to our Blessed Mother. And so we see uh, kind of the development as people, Native people, had a desire for 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 God, for the divine. Uh, so it led to our Blessed Mother being the patroness of this hill. That was in 1676. Uh, shortly thereafter, a number of Irish people came to the area. In fact, there's a town near Holy Hill, which is called Aaron. And the Irish people began calling this hill Holy Hill because of its spiritual significance for them. In 1863, a log chapel, the first church chapel, was dedicated there, and uh, the German immigrants began serving, German priests. Eventually, it became clear that more and more people were coming here to pray, and so in the year 1906, the Carmelites, Carmelite friars, were asked to be the custodians
that has a special statue that came from Munich, Germany. And it's a beautiful statue of our Blessed Mother with Jesus as a boy, as a youth next to her. And both of them, you can see their their sacred hearts. And uh, people would go there to pray and ask our Blessed Mother's intercession. And I remember what what really struck me as, as a boy growing up is the entrance into that little shrine chapel had, uh, again, crutches and a number of uh, things that were reminders of people who had come there to pray and who had asked our Blessed Mother to help them and to heal them. And uh, they left behind their crutches and other uh, signs that they had been healed. So it's really a beautiful pilgrimage place. And in the year 2006, at the time, Cardinal Dolan, he was Archbishop of Milwaukee, had petitioned through the United States Conference of Bishops. They approved this and asked the Vatican to designate this shrine as a basilica, as a minor basilica. So in the year 2006, it was so designated. I remember going to the special mass that was held. Part of the designation of a basilica is there's this umbrella that every basilica has. And so the idea is that this is the Pope's church. Mm -hmm. And when the Pope, if he would ever come to pray in the Milwaukee area, he would go to that basilica and the umbrella would be used to protect him uh, as he prayed there. Wow. That's, it's so beautiful. And I think just the love and that we entrust to our lady, our needs. And we know that our lady is going to bring them right to the heart of Jesus and that you shared that the hearts of Jesus and Mary and that one particular image of our lady uh, help of Christians. It just reminds us of the heart of our blessed mother and how much she wants us to come back into the fold. Uh, We, we wander astray and we heard from the last story of Adele, you know, my children are falling away. We need to bring them back, teach them the faith. And Our Lady Help of Christians does that. Talk about this area. I mean, it's over 430 acres. I mean, it just sounds like this vast area, Holy Hill, um, we love in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, we've got the mountains and we've got all of the forests. So, so we love that nature. But beauty seems to be a bridge to encounter God and and that that beauty that you have there at Holy Hill is a way to communicate maybe to somebody far away that God's presence is near. Yes. And and again, you know, as the native people who first came to that hill and prayed there and looked over the beautiful land, it's part of what's known as the Kettle Moraine area of Wisconsin. And uh, it goes back, you know, centuries to when the glaciers came through Wisconsin and stopped and deposited rocks and debris and left uh, what are called kettles um, and moraines and eskers. Uh, It's all a beautiful geographic area of of hills and and valleys. And um, there's an, it's called the Ice Age Trail runs through the land on which this shrine is. And so many people come hiking through that area as part of the Ice Age Trail. Uh, if you follow of that trail, it, it goes along the Stations of the Cross. So the Stations of the Cross are uh, at Holy Hill are life-size. Pilgrims who come will walk uh, up the, the hill uh, and go to the different stations along the way, ending at the shrine itself. 
On Good Friday, Archbishop Jerome Listecki of Milwaukee at 8.30 in the morning led the Stations of the Cross up the hill. And they're done in Spanish and in English, uh, especially on Good Friday. But they have booklets that people who begin the Stations at the, the bottom of the hill can can follow this up the hill. Uh, so it's an, another aspect of how this uh, pilgrimage site is a way that people come to pray and to uh, remember uh, some of the devotions that are important to us in our faith. Right. And Father James, you mentioned the Carmelites have been able to be custodians now. Where do we see a Carmelite spirituality? And, you know, I know our Carmelite saints, they love Our Lady. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> they must be very present there at the Basilica. Well, they, they sure are. You know, there's a, a friary right next to the shrine, and then there's a guest house, a retreat house, and a cafe. But the shrine itself has an upper church and a lower church, and the lower church is the uh, chapel of St. Therese of Lisieux, the great Carmelite saint of the 1800s. And it was just recently, in the last 10 years, that the windows of this lower church were finished. Uh, before that, they were pretty nondescript, but what the windows now show, and if you go online and look up Holy Hill, you can see the windows which depict the life of St. Therese, beginning with how her parents, Louis and Zélie Martin, met. And so you can follow the life of Therese uh, with these beautiful windows that are in the lower church, of the shrine of our Mary Help of Christians. Mm. I love it. Again, the shrine and the basilica of Mary, help of Christians there at Holy Hill. And Father James, you know, we're entering into the summer season. People do go on vacations. They go on trips. But to make a trip and travel with purpose, to be a pilgrim rather than a traveler, what's your advice for us to really look at opportunities like visiting Holy Hill? Well, I, I think, you know, it's it's a good way of looking at a Catholic vacation, you know, to have fun along the way and southeastern Wisconsin, Wisconsin itself is a vacation spot. There's lots of lakes, Lake Michigan itself. There's wonderful places, but also to, to keep that holy purpose in mind. And um, there, besides Holy Hill, there are a number of other places to visit uh, that have religious significance. But I think that's an important thing is that we don't leave our faith behind when we go on vacation. We don't take a vacation from God, but we take a vacation with God. Yeah. And so he accompanies us, especially when we come to the special places like Holy Hill. Even before the Carmelites came in the year 1903, uh, Pope Leo XIII extended a special indulgence that was given usually only to Franciscan sites, but he extended it to Holy Hill. And so people who visit Holy Hill and uh, perform the various uh, parts of a uh, that are required for a plenary indulgence. In other words, that you visit the site, you go to confession, Holy Communion, and uh, you resolve uh, not to sin uh, and to pray for the Holy Father, you can receive a plenary indulgence by going there. So it's, uh, it's a wonderful way of including our Blessed Mother, Jesus, God, our Father, in a, pilgr in a vacation. I love it. Well, on pilgrimage with Father James Kabicki this month to honor our Blessed Mother. Again, the place is Holy Hill. 
uh, help Mary Help of Christians, both a basilica and the National Shrine here in the USA. So what a gift. God is so good. And Father James, I just want to thank you for sharing with us a little bit. Would you help us close with your prayer and blessing? I'd be happy to. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for the gift of Mary, who is the help of all people, but especially of Christians, because she is the mother of your son, and we are the body of Christ. We ask you to help us through her intercession in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James. Have a great day. You too. And it is 7.53 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, this month of May is dedicated to our Blessed Mother. And if you download the free Hail Mary media app, well, you'll have access to some wonderful information, prayers, and, of course, series of interviews like the one you just heard all on our Blessed Mother. It is the Hail Mary media app. It's absolutely free. More than 2,200 people have downloaded and are using it today. And you can too. Just go to your favorite app store and download. Again, Hail Mary media app from Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Christopher Minutes. Thoughts on making everyday count. I'm Tony Rossi. Many young people age out of foster care between ages 18 to 21. As a result, they lose critical resources, financial aid, and the emotional support they need to become an adult. The nonprofit Pivot Incorporated decided to do something about this flaw in the system by building tiny houses to give these teens a home and a fresh start. With the help of volunteers, Pivot built and furnished tiny homes behind their Oklahoma office for teens who've aged out of foster care. One such teen is Carter, whose father is in prison and whose mother died when he was 10. Thanks to Pivot's tiny house, Carter now has a bed to sleep in and a roof over his head to call a home. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio, or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Mater Day Radio and another sinkhole on Cape Kiwanda. What? Yeah, we'll tell you about that in the news. And David, your friend Walter 
the Great Dane. Yes, Walter. He, he went out for a walk with his owner in the woods, came across a rare find. Now this Jurassic discovery can be appreciated by many. I'll tell you his story coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. It's a popular fun fact that according to surveys, the majority of people cite public speaking as their greatest fear, even above death. This suggests that what people fear the most is the judgment of other people. How do you get over that kind of fear? If you lived in the 16th century, St. John of Avila, one of the greatest preachers of his time, might have been a good person to ask. John was born in central Spain in the year 1499. He was brought up in the faith and had a comfortable early life. When he was a teenager, he went to university to study law, but ended up leaving without getting his degree. Clearly, he had found some kind of new calling. He returned home and reformed himself, living like a monk for three years. When he eventually decided to continue his education, he switched gears and took courses in philosophy and theology. John lost both of his parents while he was still in school, but he completed his education and became a priest in 1526. Taking his family's property, now his by inheritance, he sold it and distributed the money to the poor. After leaving behind these material ties, he decided to travel abroad. He was preparing for a journey to America when a local priest encountered him and was impressed by his zeal. Word spread and the Archbishop of Seville learned about John. He paid the young priest a visit and realizing his talent, begged him to remain in Spain. So John gave up on going to America and began to preach in Andalusia in 1529. His first sermon there made a powerful impression on people and in no time at all, he began to draw crowds who were eager to listen to what he had to say. John was a fiery speaker and strongly opinionated. He traveled throughout Spain calling for reform and fearlessly speaking out against the greed of the aristocracy, which got him into a bit of trouble. In 1532, he was imprisoned and questioned by the Inquisition, who feared that he was overstating the evils of wealth and suggesting that the rich could never get into heaven. In time, he was found innocent of these charges and released, at which point he returned immediately to his work. His passion for the faith, undimmed by his imprisonment, drew people to conversion and even formed several saints, including St. John of God and St. Francis Borgia. While his spirit never wavered, John's health began to decline in 1551, after which he was constantly falling ill. He continued doing what work he could until he died in 1569. Though he could no longer preach directly to the people, his wisdom survived, most famously in his greatest work called Audiphilia, or Listen Daughter. He was canonized in 1970 and named a doctor of the church in 2012. To those who list public speaking as their greatest fear, myself included, it might be a little hard to believe that St. John of Avila went around saying pretty much whatever he wanted. Did he really care so little about what people thought? Maybe. But more likely, there was one opinion he valued so greatly that the others seemed unimportant by comparison. If we can teach ourselves to consider how God sees us first, then we can begin to live out the faith more earnestly and worry less about what others think. St. John of Avila, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, the serious gasoline shortage in Cuba has forced Father Kenny Fernandez Delgado, a priest of the Archdiocese of Havana in the town of Madruga in Providence, 
is to ask for help to buy an electric bicycle. Now, according to local media reports, for weeks there have been long lines throughout the island due to lack of gasoline and oil, which on the informer market, which is technically illegal in the country, in some places can cost 500 pesos. That's about $20 per liter or about $70 per gallon in a country where the minimum salary is approximately $100 per month. Now, in addition, President Miguel Diaz-Canal recently admitted that the Cuban government does not know how to resolve this crisis. Now, Father Delgado said he may be able to find gas in Havana, but the lines days long, Wow, days long. Mm. Now, the most feasible option that would allow him to travel the long miles between parishes, the same mass on Sunday, would to be to buy an electric vehicle, and he is an electric bicycle, and he's now trying to raise those funds. Well, despite the two car companies' efforts to limit the theft of its vehicles, Kia and Hyundai are still having a tough time solving the problem. This according to data collected from seven U.S. cities by the Associated Press. Nearly three months ago, Hyundai and Kia unveiled software that was designed to thwart an epidemic of thefts of their vehicles caused by a security flaw that was exposed on social media sites. As an example, Minneapolis police this year have received nearly 1,900 Kia and Hyundai theft reports, close to 18 times the number for the same period of 2022. Now, Hyundai and Kia have said they're accelerating their distribution of the software, with Hyundai saying it's reached 6,000 installations a day. The company says it's using direct mail, phone calls, digital advertising, and social media to try and reach the affected owners. Well, the head of the Coptic Orthodox Church of Alexandria, Pope Tawaldros II, will celebrate a liturgy in the Papal Basilica of St. John Lateran on Sunday to mark 50 years of renewed relations between the Catholic and Coptic Orthodox churches. Now, Tawaldros' visit to Rome this week marks the 50th anniversary of an historic encounter between St. Paul VI and Pope Shenoda of Alexandria back in 1970. Now, Pope Francis will also receive Tawaldros for a private meeting on Thursday. Now, according to the Vatican Secretariat of State, the May 11th meeting will include a moment of prayer. On Sunday, he will meet with Coptic Christians living in Rome. There are an estimated 1,000 families in the Coptic Orthodox Diocese of Rome. According to the Secretariat of State, Tawaldros will celebrate the Orthodox Divine Liturgy at the Papal Basilica of St. John Lateran, 9 a.m. All right. Well, the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department is asking visitors to use caution and to stay away from the area where a second sinkhole has formed at Cape Kiwanda State Natural Area in Pacific City. The second sinkhole was discovered Monday about 10 inches away from the first, which appeared in January. Now, the new sinkhole measures about 10 feet across and about 30 feet deep and developed within the safety fence of the first sinkhole in the northwest corner of the Lower Dune. Now, park staff learned about the additional sinkhole late Monday evening when a photo was posted on social media. They expanded the safety fence early Tuesday around both sinkholes to keep park visitors at a safer distance. Park officials are working with a geologist to help determine the best location for a permanent safety fence. 
Now, the soil appears to be falling into large, unstable voids beneath the cliff caused by the strong ocean waves. So has did it say anywhere in the article, David, if the first sinkhole, is it continuing to drop? Like eventually, right. is the ocean just going to come underneath and just pull all that sand out until there's like a... A big hole, like yeah. because you can see it around there. Oh, There's yeah. areas where you know it goes mm-hmm. right down into the ocean. You can see through the rock. Yeah, I don't know if it's continued to drop that first sinkhole. I haven't seen it recently, but yeah, it, it does raise another red flag when another sinkhole yeah. has formed there. So yeah, I'm you know obviously they're going to set up the safety fence. And you and I have been up there and walked oh, around. It's a beautiful area. It is a beautiful. Yeah. Be ready to to get a good workout yeah. if you're going to get to the top of the dune. Uh, yeah, and just a great example of how the, the oceans and the coastline mm-hmm. continues yeah. to change. It does. So uh, be careful if you go up there. Well, the Oregon Department of Human Services said it accidentally set out thousands of pandemic electronic benefit transfer food cards to students who should not have been eligible for them. DHS said it recovered about $1.3 million of the $1.4 million in funds that were mistakenly sent out. As part of a temporary program to help children impacted by the pandemic, DHS sent out the cards to families with children with eligible children receiving $391 in food benefits. Now, those funds were supposed to make up for meals the children would have gotten through school when schools were shut down because of COVID-19. Now, children were eligible for the cards if they were eligible for free or reduced lunches and if they were under six years old. But instead, DHS said it mistakenly sent out cards to people who weren't eligible, about 3,700 in total. Now, DHS said it did recover about $1.3 million of the funds by clearing out the balances on cards that hadn't been used. But the agency said that anyone who received a card by mistake and spent any of the money on it will not be required to pay it back. All right. In sports, the Portland Timbers get to host another U.S. Open Cup match tonight at Providence Park. This time it will be against another MLS team in Real Salt Lake. Timbers are coming off a third-round cup home win over Orange County of the USL a couple weeks ago. Portland will likely be rotating a lot of players tonight, given they have an MLS home contest against Vancouver on Saturday. Tonight's cup match gets underway 7.30. NBA playoffs last night, it was Philadelphia over Boston, 115-103, to take a 3-2 lead in their Eastern Conference semifinal series. In the West, Denver defeated Phoenix, 118-102, for a 3-2 lead in their series as well. Well, 10 years, a clumsy but enthusiastic Great Dame named Walter was out for a walk with his owners. I think that's an unfair characteristic. <laughs> he, he was not clumsy. No, he just lumbered. He was big. He was big. Yeah. They were on public land near Rangley, Colorado, when he stopped near well, a strange-looking rock. His owner investigated what he was looking at and found what experts say was a $75 million year old fossil 75 million year old that's old yeah after painstaking work scientists uncovered a nearly complete specimen of a hadrosaurus duck-billed dinosaur now the crustaceous era fossil proudly carries the name of its paleontologist pooch 
His name is Walter. <laughs> now, rewind time just a bit. It was near the cypress and ferns of a brackish swamp that an aging dinosaur, strained by its arthritic body, uh, stopped to drink. It was about as long as a school bump. A school bus with a bony lump on its nose and wounds that had become infected, they said. Now, perhaps it died there or maybe it was lumbering about when a flood or landslide struck and sediment buried its body along with the surrounding cypress and ferns. Now, heat and pressure compacted the vegetation into coal, but the dinosaur encased in a sarcophagus of mud and sand, well, it remained intact. Now, the Paleontological Resources Preservation Act says that such discoveries must go to approved repositories, typically at government or museum facilities in cities like Denver or Washington, D.C. But the Bureau of Land Management worked with local college and cut a process that took years, even decades, so that Walter could stay in the town of Craig. And it took students and community volunteers five summers to cover the uncover the full remains, now you can see Walter at Dinosaur National Monument in Craig. In, ja- in Jurassic Park? In Jurassic Park. Yes, that's They it. got a little bit of the DNA. <laughs> they say it's completely harmless, but yes. I'm not sure what they're going to do. You know what they say, nature finds a way. Always finds a way, yeah. for sure. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Tuesday at 3.30 is a talk on Cardinal George at Mount Angel Abbey in the Auditorium Library. Now, Mount Angel Institute at Mount Angel Abbey invites all to a talk by author Michael Heinlein, the author of a book, Glorifying Christ, the Life of Cardinal Francis George. Michael will be sharing with us some of the wonderful insights of the great Cardinal Francis George embodied throughout his life as a devout Catholic and shepherd, also sharing about the time Cardinal George was Archbishop of Portland. I'm going to have an opportunity again to talk with Michael. We talked previously yeah. about his book. We're going to talk a little bit more and invite you to that special event. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Speaking of talking, you're talking to Emily Jaminette, right? That's right. What are Coming you guys up, talking about? You got good habits and bad habits? Well, time to form some Holy habits. Excellent. Right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, 
please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way, on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway, next to Jesuit High School. Easter tide is filled with great joy and fervent prayer at Mater Dei Radio. During this special time in the church, join us in the celebration of our Lord's glorious resurrection through our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the seasonal Regina Chaley prayer for the Queen of Heaven, the sacred mysteries of the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and inspiring Eastertide reflections. We also rejoice in praying for your specific intentions on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. Just call 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or fill out your personal request on the prayer page at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Our dedicated team will start praying for you right away. Experience the great joy of Eastertide and unite with us in prayer as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. And it is 814 at Day Radio. Well, it looks like it's going to be a really pretty day today. Mostly sunny skies, high right around 74 degrees. few clouds overnight tonight, low of 49. And then mostly sunny for Thursday, high of 75, 84 on Friday. Wow. Mm. Currently, it is 51 degrees and sunny at Our Lady Star of the Sea Catholic Church out in Stevenson. And 52 degrees. Deg- 52 degrees. Easy for you to say. That's right. Queen of Peace Church in Salem. We have figured out that to get through the cycles of everyday life, well, we form our habits. And these routines, well, we come to rely on them to get us places on time, even find a shortcut or two to get through a big project. But sometimes... We also form habits that are not good for us, things that let us take the easy way out or even self-indulgent. So have you developed good habits or poor habits when it comes to your spiritual life? Well, in her new book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, author Emily Jaminet identifies 10 habits and virtues that come from the Sacred Heart. Emily is the executive director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network and She's joining me today. Hello, Emily. Thank you for joining the show once again. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. And what a fun conversation to talk about the importance of the sacred heart and holy habits. (laughs) Well, when everybody, I hear the term, oh, holy habits. Now, I want to have that holy habit. Now, for me, sometimes it's just forcing myself into the routine and then Well, the holiness is born out of that. For instance, now this year, I've dedicated myself. The second I get into my car to drive home from work, well, I pray the rosary. And I must say that initially it was, this is the habit I'm going to do. This is the thing I'm going to do. But not necessarily getting the spiritual wealth that the rosary offers immediately. But I find now, several months into it, it's starting to form. So tell our listeners a little bit about how we form habits, especially these holy types of habits, and get the real spiritual fruit out of them. 
Well, it's such a great question you asked, and I can say that the the holy habits from the Sacred Heart um, are based on one of the beautiful quotes I read from St. Margaret Mary Alicote that lived in, um, received these apparitions in the 1670s. And Jesus said, from my heart flowed mercy, charity, grace, and virtue. And I had to pause when I was reading it, and I'm like, wow, virtue flows from the heart of Jesus. And a lot of times we picture you know, the divine mercy image and seeing his mercy pouring out, but really asking the Lord to bolster our faith through helping us to be a better example in our stability of, of practicing these habits, like you gave the example of praying the rosary, and even, you know, being more like Christ, beginning with, with working on our very own heart. We know and love that beautiful image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And you mentioned Margaret Mary Alacoque. What was her devotion to the Sacred Heart that helped her form those holy habits? Well, um, actually, this December, it will mark 350 years since Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary in a very difficult time where the, the habits of many Catholics looked very different at that time. They were in the midst of France and a, a time of Jansenism, where religion was presented in a very cold way, where people did not frequently receive Holy Communion, for example. But what Jesus revealed is he revealed in this apparition himself, where his heart was outside of his body, and he really invites us to make his heart our personal refuge. He even said the words, Behold this heart that loves so much, but has received nothing but ingratitude, coldness, and indifference in return. So he's inviting us to respond to his heart with love so that we change from the inside out. Oh, I think that's incredibly beautiful. And and we know, though, that sometimes just having the desire to change or pick up a new habit can be, well, a little bit trying. And we know that well, the evil one is always trying to keep us in these bad habits that we've formed and keep us from driving to holiness. It is our peace that we are always after. And it seems so often that when we have these bad habits formed, like not doing these daily devotions and prayers that bring us peace and indulging in self-harming you know, harming habits like overeating and, and not living a healthy lifestyle, that while it seems in our minds that should be the easiest or the first thing that we would want to change and, and to just really have a healthy lifestyle, both spiritually and physically, but it's hard to change bad habits. Why do you think that is? It is hard to change bad habits. And for myself as a, a mother of seven, you know, married almost 25 years, involved in ministry, I see some of those habits that have become ingrained in our family. And we during the different liturgical seasons, we just finished Lent, you know, have to work extra hard to make New Year's Day relevant, to make our Ash Wednesdays stick throughout the rest of the year. But what I'm noticing in our society and what I'm calling people to a deeper devotion to the heart of Jesus in this new book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, is because I believe God wants to change all of society's habits, that he wants to literally put his heart back at the center of homes, of relationships, of marriages, of even institutions and schools, because his heart is a heart of perfect love. And when we compare the counterfeits of love and we look at these poor habits that lead us maybe down a road of, of even um, numbness or coldness or, or, or anger or lack of, of true love, it, it, they don't 
stand at all to compare to Jesus's perfect heart. He he purifies all of that. And so I'm I couldn't be any more excited in my own personal life of seeing what the devotion has done in the life of my my family, my relatives, and the life of others. And that's what I, I share in the book that there's hope. Jesus is offering us peace of our, you know, the attributes of the kingdom, peace, joy, um, and even spiritual stability each and every day. You know, talking about holy habits and, of course, your series, A Mother's a Moment, that we have here on Mater Day Radio. It's amazing how just in a minute and a half, especially for a busy mom or a parent, that how sometimes if you can just get your kids quiet for a moment, just having a moment in prayer brings you a peace that you need that we all really desire. That's true also of the habit of this devotion to the sacred heart. The goal is to bring peace. Tell our listeners about peace in our lives. Well, I think that right now the Lord is working so hard to knock on our own hearts. We can think of revelations as he's knocking on the hearts of those. And what we have to do is open our heart to the Lord. So that opening is that responding to the loving heart of Jesus, what he's constantly inviting us to encounter his heart, to to understand that he wants to offer spiritual food in the whole Eucharist, that he wants to be ever present in our life. But as you mentioned, you know, that lifeline begins with us humbling ourselves and engaging in, in the prayer life and, and reawakening this prayer life, deepening this prayer life and pausing and um, really, honestly, Brenda, a lot of it is putting down our phones, mm. turning off the distractions and saying, Jesus, I need you. I need to have you in my life so that I can receive your love and then share that love with others. Oh, no doubt that that phone is definitely a time sucker. It it really does. And sometimes I just mean to look at a few things. And before I know it, well, I've spent a half hour, 40 minutes, thinking an hour looking at things that is really keeping me from being the virtuous type of person that I want to be. That is some of what you will learn about in Emily Jaminet's new book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart. It is out by Ave Maria Press. Emily, this has been a lot of interesting content, and there's more I want to talk to you about, especially what people are going to find in the pages of your new book. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Absolutely. Nothing would make me happier. (laughs) Well, thanks so much. It is 824 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you. Well, do you have an old car sitting there and you just don't know what to do with it? How about Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program? It could be an old car, a truck, boat, motorcycle, RV. You can donate that to our vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page there. Really a quick and easy process. Just fill out a couple of forms. You're good to go. And... It's a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio Vehicle Donation Program on our website at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist 
online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. There was a full house at Ron Tonkin Field last night. Tell you about the big baseball game coming up. All right, and the Coptic Orthodox Church visiting Rome today. Well, they're going to be spending some time also the Pope's Basilica. I'll tell you where that is coming up in news. Here is Ali Aliyah with Race Along. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
is Ali Aliyah and Race Along. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, in your news, Pope Francis and the head of the Coptic Orthodox Church of Alexandria, Pope Tawaldros II, led the general audience at the Vatican on Wednesday. In a change from the usual pattern of Pope Francis' weekly public audience, the two leaders sat together on the platform in front of St. Peter's Basilica. The gathering opened with a speech by Tawaldros II in Arabic, followed by Pope Francis' own greeting to the Coptic Orthodox leader. Tawaldros' visit to Rome this week marks the anniversary of a historic encounter between St. Paul VI and Pope Shenouda of Alexandria in 1973. Now, the meeting 50 years ago this year marked a renewal in relations between the Catholic and Coptic Orthodox churches. Now, while in Rome, Tawaldros will also have a private meeting with Pope Francis, celebrate a liturgy at the Papal Basilica, Basilica of St. John Lateran and visit the local Coptic Orthodox community. Pope Francis thanked the religious leader for accepting his invitation to visit Rome and the Vatican for this anniversary. Well, in only about three hours of weighing the evidence, a jury found former President Donald Trump liable Tuesday for sexually abusing advice columnist E. Jean Carroll in 1996 awarding her $5 million in the judgment. The verdict was announced in a federal courtroom in New York City on the first day of jury deliberations. Jurors rejected Carol's claim that she was raped, but found Trump liable for sexual abuse and for defaming Carol after she made her allegations public. Trump, who denied the claims throughout the proceedings and following yesterday's verdict, chose not to attend the civil trial and was absent when the verdict was read. The verdict, which was required to be unanimous, marks for the first time a former president has been found civilly liable for sexual misconduct. Well, state officials are already preparing for when the weather changes and wildfires begin. Oregon Governor Tina Kotek said during a press briefing Tuesday that fire season will be a little delayed this year, at least in the parts of the valley because of the wet spring we've seen so far. But Kotek is preparing for what's expected to be another busy wildfire season, especially in the areas that haven't seen much precipitation over the last couple of months. Now, Kotek said eastern Oregon is expected to be an above-normal fire season. Kotek added that crews will face obstacles out in the field this summer, but the Oregon Department of Forestry has seen progress through the use of technology, which is something they're going to rely on again this season. 
Mike Shaw with the Oregon Department of Forestry said the agency has spotters that look for fires in more rural areas and the state of Oregon owns a plane that can fly after lightning storms at night to detect possible lightning caused fire. Now, Governor Kotek said she wanted to remind Oregonians to have a plan, have a go kit and have a plan if you start to see signs of an encroaching fire in your community. You know, I was watching a, a story. It goes back a while. You know what else they're using? Drones. Oh, for yeah. sure. It is amazing yeah. how much that technology has been able to be put to good use. Well, speaking of that, the Oregon Department of Forestry has deployed 22 firefighters to Alberta, Canada, through the Northwest Compact to provide extra support in fighting their wildfires. Currently, Alberta is experiencing an influx of fire activity with over 100 active wildfires across the province. Of those, at least 14 are larger wildfires. The province has been experiencing an immense amount of lightning and high winds paired with drier and warmer conditions as the season transitions into summer. That has led to strained resources and evacuations as the wildfires continue. Now, the Oregon team will be on a standard two-week deployment in Alberta. In its 25th year, the Northwest Compact was created to facilitate assistance in fighting wildfires between member agencies, including Oregon, Washington, other Northwest states, and Canada. Well, this Saturday, Clark County residents can not only send out their mail, but also do their part in fighting hunger. Clark County's chapter of the National Association of Letter Carriers will host its 31st annual Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive. Now, to participate in the drive, residents can leave a bag of non-perishable food on or near their mailboxes. It must be visible from the street by 8 a.m. on Saturday. Now, the food donations are gathered by letter carriers along their usual routes and distributed to local food pantries. Don Young, Clark County Food Drive Coordinator, said that by springtime, many local pantries are depleted as most food is donated around Thanksgiving and Christmas. But food is especially needed this time of year. Close to 35 million Americans across the United States are experiencing food instability. In Clark County, roughly 110,000 people were protected to be food insecure. Young's goal this year is to collect 100,000 pounds of food. And in sports, a packed house at Ron Tonkin Field last night in Hillsboro to watch Oregon State and the University of Portland go at it in college baseball. It was a scoreless ball game going into the middle innings when the Beavers' Travis Bazana hit a solo home run in the sixth Give OSU a one to nothing lead. Oregon State pushed the lead to four to nothing, heading into the bottom of the ninth. Pilots they made it interesting though. They scored a pair of runs, but the 15th ranked Beavers were able to close the door and win it four to two. Oregon State will wrap up Pac-12 play with a three-game series at UCLA beginning Friday. Now Portland has an important West Coast Conference three-game home series with Santa Clara. That starts on Friday. So both the pilots and Santa Clara, I believe, are like tied for second, third place oh. in, in the West Coast Conference. So it's going to be a beautiful weekend. So if you have an opportunity, go up to the bluff, watch a baseball game this weekend. Oh, that sounds like an incredible mm-hmm. afternoon. Well, the program itineraries, the official hymn and more are underway in preparations in Rome for the Jubilee of 2025. 
and in full swing. An estimated 32 million pilgrims are expected to participate. And a progress report on this large-scale event organized by the Dicastery for Evangelization was presented at the Vatican. For several months, four commissions, pastoral, cultural, communication, and ecumenical, and a technical committee have been working on the organization of the Jubilee. A coordination meeting is held every two weeks at the Palazzo Chigi seat of the Italian government. Now, registration will be open in September on the official website, which will be available in nine languages. The pilgrims will receive a digital map that will allow them to access Jubilee events and organize their pilgrimage to the Holy Door at St. Peter's Basilica. And the Pilgrim's Card, which can be purchased for a few euros, will provide discounts for food and other necessities. Now, three pilgrimage itineraries are proposed for the Jubilee. The traditional 25-kilometer pilgrimage of the seven churches of Rome. There's a pilgrimage dedicated to the women patrons and doctors of the church. And there's a journey across the European Union churches. Wow. Uh, sign me up for all three. I was going to say, wouldn't that be fun just to take the year and just do them? Oh, just that'd, do them yeah, all. Yeah, be... 25 years. And, of course, that beautiful pilgrimage to the holy doors, which are only open yeah. on special occasion. And I believe there are also indulgences that are happening during the year. So, uh, David, next year? All right. Well, two do years? A, we'll do a remote the whole way. Oh, <laughs> I think we could probably get that figured out. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Tuesday uh, at 3.30 is, oh, excuse me, I already did that one, the talk on Cardinal George that's happening at Mount Angel Abbey. Mm -hmm. Also, this Saturday at 10 a.m. is the Cans for Camp Collection at Eugene and Springfield. Catholic Boy Scouts Troop of America uh, number 12 invite all of the Eugene and Springfield areas to bring their recyclable cans and bottles on May 13th. Scouts will be at two locations this year at O'Hara Catholic School and St. Alice Catholic Church, 100% of the proceeds will go to help the Scouts pay for summer camp. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview with Emily Jaminet on Holy Habits. Yeah, right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Which type of monk are you? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In his rule, St. Benedict talks about the different kinds of monks that existed in the 5th century. There were those that lived and prayed in community under the guidance of an abbot and a rule, and some who lived as hermits in the desert with only God as their companion. St. Benedict goes on to admonish a group of monks who make up their own rules. He says their desires become their laws. If they want, they call it holy. If they dislike, like it, they call it forbidden. 
Finally, he disparages a fourth type of monk who wanders from place to place, never settling down, but seeking to fulfill his wants rather than God's. These groups of monks sound a lot like modern-day Christians, don't they? For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. Even as Christians, we can still try to convince ourselves that our own will is really God's will. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 843 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, we are really heading into a nice stretch of weather today. Mostly sunny skies. There's like a slight chance of a thunderstorm, maybe, maybe mainly in the Cascades. Still have a high of 74 degrees today. Some clouds overnight tonight, low of 49. So Thursday, mostly sunny, high of 75. Friday, sunny, 84. Saturday, sunny, 91. Wow. Sunday, sunny, 94. How, how do you like that? So, and remember, Sunday is Mother's Day. That's so right. That is a great afternoon to do a little grilling or cooking yeah. uh, on your uh, smoker for mom. And even Monday, 94. Woo, let's so, just yeah. keep it going past the weekend. Exactly. Well, currently it is 54 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And 54 degrees at St. Cyril Church in Wilsonville. And I am back with the wonderful Emily Jaminet. You know, you listen to Emily through, on the morning blend with her mother's moments, little spots that you hear. Just these little minute and a half breaks that just really remind us mothers that, well, it's important to take pause, reinvigorate us even in a minute and a half. And boy, get ready to take on, well, whatever challenges you might have. Well, in her new book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, Emily Jaminette, well, she identifies 10 habits and virtue that come from the Sacred Heart. She's also going to show you how you can intentionally practice these virtues in order to get closer to Jesus. Emily is with us today. Well, tell us more about it. Emily, thanks so much for staying with us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having this conversation about holy habits, ways for us to encounter the heart of Jesus. And from that encounter, we are transformed to strengthen 
and bolster not only our faith, but improve our relationships as well. Now, in your new book, it is out by Ave Maria Press. The title is Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, 10 Ways to Build Stronger, More Loving Relationships. I think that is incredibly beautiful. Tell our listeners a little bit about if they were to pick up this book and start looking at these pages, what they're going to find and how they can actually use the book rather than just read words on the page. Well, thank you for asking me that question. A lot of times people um, have enjoyed my previous books and one of them being Secrets of the Sacred Heart, which leads you deeper into the promises of the Sacred Heart, and it serves as a devotional. But I felt like we were missing a book between that. For a lot of times, we want to welcome the reign of Christ into our life, but we don't know where to begin. And that's where this book is. This book is for every single Catholic. I, I make reference to the 12 promises from, from Jesus to St. Margaret Mary Alicote, but that's not really the center of focus. The center focus is each chapter begins and includes prayers. It includes a powerful testimony, a glimpse into somebody's heart. Sometimes it's my personal heart, uh, a family member's heart, but also others who have shared with me what has happened in their own life when they began to better implement this devotion. And that really made a huge impact on me wanting to write this book to tell these little stories. Along with that, I include a ton of amazing quotes from St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. I think it's important, as she Jesus invited her to be the disciple of the Sacred Heart, it's important that we understand you know, what he said to her and how he identifies himself, such as his heart is our refuge. It's an invitation for us to respond to his love. I also include in each chapter not only these holy habits, which you mentioned, such as you know being open to docility, encountering the kingdom, you know, having the courage to get rid of shame, shame and, and blaming ourselves for the past, but instead welcoming the Lord in a new way. Some of these holy habits that will really change your life. And at the end of each chapter, I offer just a simple question, four or five reflection questions that you can either reflect on your own, you can talk to your spouse with and go through the book um, as a couple, or even as a study, a group study and saying, you know, how can we implement this in our life? But I'm I'm very excited about the possibilities and what people have said, how this book is helping them to see the Lord working in their life. Well, that is some of what you will learn about in Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart. It is a new book out by Emily Jaminette. Well, Emily, I love when I receive copies of these books because I can go through these pages, but then also I'd like to look at the back of the book and read some of what other people have said. Let me read this to our listeners. This from the wonderful father, James Kubicki, who actually joins the Morning Blend from time to time with our friend Dina Marie and talking about the different saints that are coming up to celebrate in a month. Here's what he says. Holy habits from the Sacred Heart makes it clear that the Sacred Heart devotion is not some sentimental practice of piety from the good old days, but is instead an important practice that can help families find hope in the midst of the struggles and challenges of today's world. And I love the sound of that because, boy, and I think about myself, you know, raising four children and teenagers and all that they can do. It can be real struggle sometimes. And in my own life, I feel like if I could just control as, as best I can and align what all of these kids need to do and get it all in order and control that it's going to be 
okay. But somehow that thought lacks a humility. And you talk about that in one of the chapters. Kind of let our listeners know a little bit about what that chapter sounds like, because it's similar to the other virtues in the book. Well, I think that it's important that Jesus in, in the scriptures tells us that his heart is meek and humble. He invites us to encounter his heart and he invites us to not only know those attributes, but to be able to implement them. And that's why I think it's very, very important that as practicing Catholics, if we try to, like you mentioned, control and, and stifle, stifle our relationships and make it about ourselves, the Lord can't work. Instead, what he wants us to do is let go of the control, let go of the areas that maybe we're clinging on to way too tight and look at our inner heart and see where he can transform us. That transformation will honestly be the greatest moment of your life when you give it all to Jesus and then you begin to rebuild, rebuild with with how you approach the way that you do things with how you are really focusing on being more prayerful. And what will happen is I believe your witness will be um, really much more sincere and appreciated by those in your life. Oh, Oh, I, this, the sound of that just actually does bring a wonderful peace over you. And I look forward to reading more and practicing some of the habits that you offer in your new book. Emily, tell our listeners where they're going to be able to get a copy for themselves and also where they can learn more about the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. Well, your listeners can purchase the book at any Catholic bookstore. Amazon, Ave Maria Press would always welcome your service. And I'm so grateful. You can find me at emilyjaminette.com. Oh, fantastic. Well, Emily, thank you again for joining us on the Morning Blend. We really appreciate your time today. And thank you and bless you for writing such a wonderful book. Well, thank you so much. It's always an honor to be with you. And again, that is Emily Jaminette. Now, the name of the book we were just discussing is Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, 10 Ways to Build Stronger, More Loving Relationships. It is out by Ave Maria Press. I will be sure to include the links that Emily was just talking about so you can get a copy for yourself. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview, com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.52 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this beautiful Wednesday morning. Yesterday was Tuesday. It was Tech Tuesday. So we have Sarah Kenzie joining us talking about the Hail Mary media app, just yeah. one of the subjects. And mm-hmm. she told us yesterday over 2,200 people now have downloaded the Hail Mary media app. That is fantastic. But have you done so? If you've not, remember, it's free. Just go to our website All the information is right there. So through the Hail Mary Media app, you can access our exclusive audio, video, text prayer library. You can tune in to the live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders. Listen to all the podcasts. You know, our podcast library just keeps building. Oh, yeah. You know, and while we're grateful for 2,200 people who are downloading that we are want to offer that to you, you think about the number of people that are in the Archdiocese of 
Portland, yeah, we got and a lot Clark to go. County. Yeah, we got a long ways to go. We want to yeah. make sure that everybody has access to the beauty of our Catholic faith through the Hail Mary Media app. That's right. Again, all the information on how to download the Hail Mary Media app, it's on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the Memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 856 at Mater Day Radio. Mostly sunny skies today. High right around 74 degrees. Some clouds overnight tonight. Low of 49. Then for Thursday, mostly sunny. High of 75. Friday, sunny. 84. Currently 52 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Unspoken and a fire in my soul. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And this world can be cold in 
That is Unspoken and Start a Fire in My Soul. It's 8.59, Mater Day Radio. That is going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend. David and Brenda with you on this beautiful Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Got you a little bit off guard there. I, I did. I was texting the family. <laughs> We're trying to get some arrangements going on because kids are heading out the door. And so I'm real sorry about that. But well, you caught it. There you go. Start a fire in our soul. <laughs> All right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Blazing the trail this evening. Have a blessed day.